Today, we're going to start the session with a conversation with Danny Cohen from Viola Ventures. I've known him for a long, long time. We were just chatting before we kicked off the session that it's been over 10 years that we've known each other. We've been here before. Welcome to the show. Let's uh, catch up. Yeah, thanks a lot. It's great to be here. I really appreciate and it's uh, it's always nice chatting with you. So um, I really appreciate the time. So um, let's uh, let's catch up. You know, uh, for us, um, we've been just like you and I have known each other for a very long time and observed the industry for a very long time. You know, we we often have guests with whom we've had very long relationships. We work with a very large body, large. Uh, network of people. Yesterday, I had a wonderful experience, uh, and I want to share this with you. There's, there's a blog post on this actually on our website as well as on LinkedIn today for those of you who are listening. Um, a company that I got to know through One Million by One Million about 15 years ago, and the entrepreneur has been doing this company for 22 years. He started in 1998. His name is Sharat Sharan and he runs a company called On24. And this company went public um, yesterday, and uh, it was a very successful IPO. Um, and, and I just want to share with you the story to start today's session because it's a story of persistence. You know, length of um, commitment matters. Length of commitment matters in what you choose to do, how persistent you are, uh, to execute against your conviction and so forth. So I'm a very big believer in uh, persistence, length of commitment, and also length of relationship. So, Danny, let's catch up on what you've been up to since we last spoke and uh, what's going on with Viola. Uh, sure, yeah, so definitely persistence. And, uh, you know, it makes you think that um, – in today's market, which is such a bull market, and everything goes up and up and up and up, uh, sometimes uh, we don't give enough attention for people that are persistent and takes them a little bit more of a while to get the value creation. So it's always nice to hear someone that it's been added for uh, over 20 years. Uh, look, you know, for us at Viola, it's been, uh, wow, a crazy year, right? I think like everybody else. Um, I told someone yesterday that in April we thought that this is a replay of 2008 all over again, right, because the markets were so bad. Then six months later, we feel it's 2000 all over again, right, with the market <laughs> so uh, up high. So uh, it's been quite bipolar. Uh, yeah. But, um, you know, it's been, it's been a fantastic year for us on the business side. I wouldn't say so much on the personal side just because of being at home the whole time. But... Mm -hmm. uh, um, we can talk about what's happening in Israel, but the market is booming. We got our startups really doing great, great stuff. And, uh, uh, you know, the valuations are there, the exits are there. So, it's, yeah, it's been a good year. So, um, what fund of Viola are you on right now? Is it the second fund? No, 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 yeah. We're, we're in, investing out of Fund 5. Fund uh, 5. Yeah. No, that's okay. Uh, so yeah, so we started we started in 2000. So we've been raising approximately every four or five years, and uh, uh, we just are finishing up on our fifth fund, which is about a 200 million dollar fund. You were not with Viola all along, though. No, I was with Gemini. 
which is another mm-hmm. Israeli fund. So uh, I was a Gemini with 12 years, and then I moved to Viola about eight years ago. Okay. So how big is, uh, is Viola's current fund? Yeah, so Viola, we have a few uh, funds, actually. We have a ventures fund and a growth fund. So overall, we manage uh, almost $3 billion, which is a big number for Israel for sure. But um, again, I focus all my time on the ventures early stage side, and the early stage side is uh, again about a billion under management. Five funds of two hundred million dollar each, so um, that's the current size. And what check size are you um, writing? Yeah, so you know, we, um, what hasn't changed for us is that we, we're early stage investors, so we do seed and AB. So we haven't changed. And our focus on in the area also hasn't changed. What did change is the market. Uh, yeah. So seed A, B used to be seed was 250 and A was 3 million and B was 10 million. Now seed is 3 million and A is 15 million. So uh, we still do seed A, B, but uh, we try to keep our check size somewhere in the round between, I would say, a million on the low end and up to 10 million. Uh, but um, uh, yeah, so that, that's kind of our, our, our main target focus. And um, from a sector focus, what, um, what's the current thinking and where is the energy? Yeah, so uh, again, uh, we focus mostly on Israel um, and we try to follow what's, what's interesting in Israel. I would say that um, there are three core areas for us. Uh, one is um, AI, of course. Everybody is in AI. Uh, but the, uh, we try to f- focus on vertical industries where AI is making an impact. So how a- AI is disrupting vertical markets. We call it vertical AI. So that's kind of a, a big theme for us. Yeah. Uh, we have a, a big theme around um, you know kind of deep tech, which is, I think, a fancy word for a lot of chips and semiconductors and and things more the infrastructure side. Uh, and then we think Israel is really good on online distribution. So anything that is, uh, has a strong element of online distribution could be consumer S&B, but really mm-hmm. leverages kind of growth hacking is something that we also are looking for because uh, uh, that really creates uh, strong growth uh, when, when it okay. works well. Great. And um, when you invest, what do you want to see, uh, let's say, the earliest that you invest in? What do you like to see by way of proof points these days? Yeah, so, uh, you know, we always, uh, uh, I would say that we, we look at mostly, well, it depends, I think, on, on, on what side of the business that we're talking about. It, it changes dramatically between a, a deep tech startup in an online distribution uh, uh, yes. company. I would say when the team is proven and is known to be a strong team, then I think you basically almost, you, you almost don't need any proof point, right? So when a great team comes on board, they can now these days just raise money like that. Uh, mm-hmm. When it's a first-time team and they just start and everybody starts somewhere, right, um, then uh, uh, I think what we want to see is minimal uh, traction um, probably in the relevant target market, so to see a little bit of consumer or SMB traction in the U.S. If it's yeah. an enterprise, we want to see one or two um, uh, kind of beta customers. And on the deep tech side, what we really want to see is some sort of a technology roadmap. 
Uh, it doesn't yeah. even have to be technology proof, but some sort of a, of a clear architecture that makes sense for us. Got it. And um, your go-to-market strategy in seed Series A, Series B is primarily the United States? Go-to-market for the companies. So, yeah, so the companies are all, as I said, it's, they're all Israeli startups. But I think yeah. what's unique about Israel and all the other global regions is that I think, uh, you know, uh, startups in China start in China, startups in India start in India, startups in Germany go after the German market. In Israel, they go after mostly the U.S. market. Yeah. So we do launch in Israel a little bit, but we, we actually prefer to see uh, a U.S. launch right off the bat. Yeah, yeah. Great. So um, I'm going to start double-clicking down on uh, your AI uh, investments. And um, vertical AI is something we've seen a lot. I have actually one specific question that I want to kick around with you for a bit. Uh, you may have read my PASS articles. I've written a whole series of articles on PASS and what's happening in that market. And, and, you know, for those of you who are listening and may have not, uh, may not have read the article, basically my thesis on PASS is as follows. You know, you have a AI company, SaaS company starting in a, with a particular use case, a particular functional domain or a particular vertical domain. And then, um, there is, you know, there's a whole stack underneath that is built, which is often opened up as a platform to build other verticals, build other functions, so on and so forth. So in AI in particular, um, this is a very promising opportunity. We saw the strategy very successfully followed by Salesforce.com, and as a result, Salesforce dominates the past market today. There are other players who are following this strategy, like Atlassian is doing a nice job. Atlassian now has over $100 million in past revenue. Um, Shopify is following this strategy, and there are a bunch of data uh, companies like a Snowflake, for example, is following that strategy, and so on and so forth. So there is a, you know, there's um, there's maybe one vertical that you go to market with, or maybe even within a vertical you go to market with one use case, and but there are many other use cases that could be tackled within that vertical even. So uh, what are you seeing in your portfolio? How are companies being built? And let's uh, let's go over some case studies of interesting companies that are thinking about this strategically. Yeah, so uh, I, I think you, you, you outlined it perfectly in a sense that um, companies can do that by disrupting vertical markets, and you can do that by going to horizontal functions. It's a little bit of a different strategy on both sides, right? Yeah. Uh, let me uh, – one, one of our favorite examples, we're investors in a company called uh, Verbit, uh, which is what they do is they do transcription. Actually, they can mm -hmm. go uh, and transcribe exactly this session right now. Uh, yeah. And transcription has been an area that has been booming, especially in the COVID area, because so much is happening online, right, yeah. in universities and, and in the legal industry and healthcare industry. Uh, but – they leverage AI to do a much, much better transcription at a much lower cost, right? So it's a services-based industry that did it by putting people that listened and wrote down what they heard, right? And leveraging AI, they can basically transcribe it at a fraction of the cost of what was done uh, by the services industry. So you have a market that is basically um, dominated by, by a very, you know, kind of low-margin business, and now tech is coming in, 
and basically buying up everybody in that industry and all in kind of uh, taking up all the customers and the company is growing so fast, right? So mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's basically leveraging a great need with, um, uh, uh, with unique technology. What of course is interesting is once you start working on it, the more customers you get, the better you get, right? Because the data yeah. uh, in AI is, is an asset that makes you, um, uh, uh, that key advantage is improving you in the market. So you get better at what you do. You get more customers. You get even better. You get more customers. So that yeah. uh, uh, virtuous cycle is, is something that we see is quite unique, and that company has been working um, uh, very nicely in gaining a true market share. Uh, we've seen a very similar play in a company that um, hasn't launched yet, so I, I'm not going to mention uh, uh, the name, but it's doing something uh, similar around um, kind of HR side, right, which is collect, collecting um, HR information across the company and basically leveraging that to give insight information to the uh, head of HR, which is exactly an area that's been um, um, doesn't have enough data and leveraging data of uh, around employees gives better insight to the uh, HR manager. And again, once you launch that and you start working with the different companies, you leverage the data you get to get give better insights to um, ongoing customers. The challenge, I think, for all these company, companies is the initial data start, right? So if yeah. you look back um, historically for SaaS companies, they did a product and they could launch. For these companies to get launched, they need to work on some sort of a subset of data, and that data takes a much longer time to go to market for the initial side, which basically requires a little bit of a bigger investment at the seed and A rounds. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, the first one that you talked about, Verbit, where you're doing transcriptions, what vertical applications are you going after first? Yeah, so they, they, most of their uh, uh, revenue at this point, I think, comes out of the um, education industry, so mostly um, online courses that need to be mm-hmm. transcribed. Um, and, again, that market has just been, you know, growing so fast uh, because of COVID, right, that everything is, is happening online. So that, that's, that's the – yeah, that's their main market, but they are also operating in, in the legal market again as well, which is a very a very large market. Um, um, yeah, also. legal, healthcare, right, the patient transcripts and so forth, healthcare transcription yeah. is a very big uh, market. Uh, and, and is this – when they go into other verticals, are they working with other, uh, what is it, system integrators or other ISVs who are building apps on top of those, uh, that platform? How are they going to market? No, mostly I think they're going market, uh, they, they go to market directly, right? So it's an online distribution. They basically have their own sales force. And so far it's been directly interacting with customers. Um, I don't think they've been going through ISVs, through uh, system integrators at all. All right, cool. All right. Um, what else is interesting in your portfolio of the companies that you're yes, particularly excited about? Uh, uh, sure. So another kind of uh, um, AI company that is we're very excited about is a company called Immune AI, which is uh, using um, AI to uh, basically use patient data around the immune system. So they collect information from from different people around their uh, uh, immune system and trying to leverage that data to help drug companies develop better drugs, which, is, again, is very, very of importance uh, uh, these days. But, again, it's leveraging uh, important data on, on 
on healthy people and not healthy people to understand better the immune system. Uh, we're very excited by that company because we think the potential, uh, uh, the immune system is definitely one area that is um, not understood enough. And uh, um, again, I think in 2020, we understand that it has critical uh, part of uh, 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 saving humanity, but uh, they're trying to leverage that uh, to think about cancer and other areas. So that one is a company we're very excited about. Um, again, they're called uh, uh, Immune AI. Um, and then completely a different area, uh, we're investors in a company called uh, Lytrix, which we've been at it for quite some time, which is a, a mobile um, uh, image editing and uh, creativity um, app suite on mobile. So mostly around uh, image editing, video editing, which has been growing unbelievably fast and yeah. uh, uh, is becoming kind of the if you will, the Adobe of the mobile world, which we think is a great opportunity that has been uh, kind of left behind and uh, uh, can become a multi-billion dollar story. Hmm. And that's all uh, mobile distribution, right? Mobile app downloads and uh, mobile Yeah, yeah mobile, absolutely, and, and mobile subscription, right? So uh, people download the app, they subscribe, and some users have been with us for, for four or five years. So uh, uh, people love the product and be using it um, constantly. Yeah. Well, you know, um, one of my favorite apps that I use, actually two of them that I use a lot are, uh, one is Duolingo, which is a language learning app. That's a mobile subscription model that I think is doing very well at this point. Um, and, and people are, I mean, it costs nothing, right? You get tremendous value. If you have the discipline to actually learn on your own, it's, it's an excellent app, absolutely. So I do French on uh, Duolingo. And there's a great chess app that I use also. Uh, again, very, very low price, very, very small price, and, and it's enormous amount of value. So um, I think the mobile subscription model is uh, in apps is, is going very well. Uh, absolutely uh, agreed, and we've seen that um, in companies, not in our portfolio, but great examples in companies like uh, um, Headspace and Calm, um, and, yeah. and, uh, uh, and many, many other areas. Uh, we've seen that going into the entertainment and games world, of course. Uh, and, uh, I think there are many, many other opportunities where the mobile subscription, uh, business model, um, is, is proving to be a great way to basically increase LTV, uh, for uh, consumer apps and just getting, uh, uh, better unit economics. Yeah. What else um, in the other, uh, you know, non-mobile uh, or non-app, non-AI space in deep tech, for instance, what what are you seeing? That's actually one of the things that uh, there's very little investment in semiconductors and uh, hardware. So what, um, you know, what is your thesis? What kinds of things are you investing in? And uh, what's the, what are the dynamics of that space from your point of view? Yeah, and uh, again, I'm not, I'm not I'm not an expert, but in general, I will say that uh, um, I think we're moving a little bit from a world that was um, dominated by Intel with uh, uh, the multi-purpose uh, um, processor, right? That was one processor used for almost every task, and moving into a breakdown where different tasks are basically uh, require different chips, just because performance is so much. Is, we're hungry for performance on every top of the computing uh, um, uh, side, right? So 
uh, dedicated uh, chips for AI, dedicated chips for storage acceleration, uh, in many, many different areas. Uh, we call it in, um, a little bit of the, the breakdown of Intel, but I think um, maybe not great for Intel, but that's a great opportunity for new semiconductor companies. Israel is very strong on semiconductors, so we see a lot of entrepreneur activity there. Um, and that, that is an area where we think we can invest and get a uh, uh, unique position because not so much money is going into those areas. That's why we're yeah. so excited to put money in those startups. Yeah, well, and, and it needs that money because, uh, you know, a very small percentage of the venture capital industry is willing to do those kinds of businesses right now. And I think that that category of invest, uh, entrepreneurs are really having a hard time getting financed. Yeah, you know, one of the things we understand, and I think the way you build the consortium for a, a chip deal or semiconductor investment versus a, a software investment is very different. So in software, mm -hmm. you would do a, a, maybe an A round on your own and then kind of take it out for a nice up round. I think on the semiconductor side, you come in with a consortium right up front with two, three yes. funds, and they mm -hmm. fund it for, a round, for the um, some, uh, rounds after that just because it, it takes time to really unlock the value. When it unlocks, it's amazing, but uh, you need to have more money around the table when you start. Yeah. Well, there's going to be at least one major acquirer who's gonna, who needs a strategy. Intel lacks a strategy right now, so Intel is quite desperate for looking for good you know, high potential companies in that space, I think. Uh, NVIDIA, on the other hand, is going gangbusters. This market that you talked about, AI chips and stuff, and NVIDIA is, dominates that marketplace. So it's uh, yeah. very interesting. By the way, NVIDIA acquired in Israel Mellanox, which is a huge acquisition last year. Uh, yeah. And uh, they are definitely, uh, you know, they're the big gorilla there. So, yeah, I mean, those are all big companies that are hungry to, for acquisitions. It was a great opportunity for us. Yeah. All right. Well, I know you have a meeting in, in just a few minutes, and you have a hard stop. So uh, I will let you go. Uh, thank you for coming, and uh, we will continue in the conversation in a bit, okay? Thanks a lot. It's great seeing you, and uh, it's great catching up. Thanks a lot for the time. Likewise. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.